You're listening to the Earn That Body Podcast, episode number 253. Welcome to the Earn That Body Show with Kim Eagle. Kim is an award-winning personal trainer. She trains her clients all over the world online and is passionate about empowering people by getting fit and healthy. Welcome back. This is Kim Eagle with the Earn That Body podcast, and I am so excited. I cannot even believe it. December. This year is almost done, and the most exciting time of the year is about to start because we start the holiday challenge on December 6th. If you do listen to this email after the 6th, but within that first week, if you want to join the challenge, I'll, I'll definitely try to squeeze you in if it's not already sold out. Um, very likely it will be sold out, but shoot me an email, Kim at EarnThatBody.com, if you'd like to join us for the holiday challenge this year, the next two weeks, we will be working on our two-week six-pack with the all-new two-week six-pack program, some awesome videos, and giving away prizes and doing all kinds of things to encourage you and help you to not gain weight over the holiday season, which are some really tough weeks ahead. And it is my goal to help as many people as possible enter the new year already feeling awesome instead of entering the new year thinking about all the things they have to do to feel better because they sort of like went downhill fast during the holidays, right? I don't want that for anyone. I really want you to start your new year feeling fantastic. Now, all of that being said, I have opened up registration for all the Earn That Body programs now for January. If you know you wanna enjoy the holidays but have a plan to get on track as soon as January hits, definitely let me know, Kim at EarnThatBody.com. I have nutrition-only programs. I have programs that are workouts and nutrition, all things to help you lose weight or maintain weight that has been lost in a very healthy, sustainable way. So if you have been like thinking about doing one of my programs and you're a little unsure, but you really want to, January is a great time of year to do it. Unless you want to take the real challenge of starting in December, I've decided that I will squeeze anybody in if they want to fully start one of my programs in December. But January definitely is probably my busiest time of year because let's face it, we all sort of have those New Year's resolutions and we just we want to get back on track with our nutrition, with a workout program. So if any of this is resonating with you and you're like, yeah, you know what? I think I'll just enjoy my holidays more if I know that someone will hold me accountable that first week of January to truly get things on track, then let's get you registered right away before all of the weeks do sell out. So I don't do a lot of group programs anymore. All of my sessions are private sessions because it really has given me the ability to give my clients even more attention that way. But that just means I have less spots open. So KimItEarnThatBody.com if you are ready to get yourself on track for the new year. Now, what are we talking about today? We're talking about balance. Such an interesting topic because recently my mother-in-law, Joanne, had asked me about balance and what I thought about it and does it change as you age and what can you do? And I realized that people don't really think about something so basic Definitely when we're younger, but as we start to age, you might notice that sometimes you start losing your balance or that your balance becomes 
a little more difficult. And there are some things that can cause poor balance. And there's things that are normal and sort of things that aren't that might sort of like flash a little red light when we talk about them today and to make sure that everything is on track for you. And even as you age, is there anything you can do to maintain good balance? It's sort of like everything else with our health. Sometimes we need to work on things and really be hyper aware of them as we get older to make sure that we are doing our best so that we can stay healthy and fit and and happy, right? As long as we possibly can. So you might not think that this pertains to you, but again, I encourage you to listen to this episode in full because it might just set off a light bulb for a few different things that you might not have thought about. All right, team? So we're going to talk about all of that after this. And now it's time for the Eagle's Eye on Health. These are Kim's quick tips, latest health news, or piece of weekly inspiration. In today's Eagle Eye on Health, I came across a really good study um, and they were talking about Nature helped many kids cope during lockdown. So there was a study done on this, and I thought that this was kind of fascinating, actually. And they said that children who spent more time in nature during the pandemic lockdowns suffered fewer behavioral and emotional problems, according to British British research. And this comes from U.S. News. And they said that investigators also found that children in wealthier families tended to increase their connection to nature during the pandemic more than those from poorer families. I actually found that kind of interesting. I'm not going to lie. When I read that, I thought I read it backwards because I, I, I don't mean to say this in the wrong way. Hopefully I don't offend anyone, but I would actually think that children of wealthier families would maybe have more access to a lot of online computers and gaming and phones and things that would keep them out of nature versus a child from a poor family might not have access to those things. So I thought it was sort of interesting that the wealthier families saw the increase in that connection to nature. Now, this new study included 376 families in the United Kingdom who had children aged three to seven and took part in an online survey between April and July of 2020. Now, more than half of the families said their children's interaction with nature increased during the first lockdown, while the rest said their children's connection with nature stayed the same or decreased. And one third of children whose links with nature declined had increases in acting out or in sadness and anxiety. And that's all according to the study published online October 13th in the journal called People and Nature. Now, we know that access to and engagement with nature is associated with wide-ranging benefits in children and adults, including lowering levels of anxiety and depression and even reducing stress. The COVID-19 lockdowns meant that children no longer had their normal school activities. Obviously, we all went through that, right? So they didn't have their normal school activities. They didn't have their normal routines or even the same social interactions. And the removal of these barriers gave us a novel context to look at how changes in connection with nature affected their mental health. 
Now, connecting with nature may have helped buffer some UK children against the effects of the lockdown, but we have found that children from less affluent families were less likely to have increased their connection to nature during that time. And the findings show that nature can provide a low cost method of mental health support for children that can be used at home and at school. This could be done by reducing the number of structured extracurricular activities for children to enable them to spend more time outside, having gardening projects in the schools, and even providing funding to schools, particularly in disadvantaged areas, to implement nature-based learning programs, and that is so important. So it's really interesting to see once again how nature has impacted, in this case, these children in this more positive way and helped them with the sort of mental outtake and the mental impact that COVID and lockdowns were having. Now, I'm an avid believer, and I've talked about it before, in being out in nature as much as possible because they have talked about it in so many studies that when you're out in nature, you get this sort of grounded feeling and there's almost a meditative quality to being in nature. Now, a lot of you know that I am a gardener. I've been gardening now for like almost three years and I say to people all the time that I kind of feel like gardening has changed my life. That sounds like so silly and ridiculous and extreme, but I kid you not, being in nature now every single day in my garden, putting my hands in the soil, watching things grow, not having my phone on me, not being in front of a computer, not having it be a big you know, social media extravaganza, just being present outside every day in my garden has helped me I would say emotionally in so many ways. I mean, it definitely has helped me through the pandemic, but it also helps me because I am a a working mom. Now, my son just went off to college this year, so that's sort of new for me, but basically I worked out of the house and I was a full-time mom at the same time and full-time wife at the same time, and I'm home all the time and I've got a lot on my plate and I was really getting burned out on every aspect of my life, I'll be honest. And gardening gave me something different. It gave me a break from work, from being in the house, from having daily chores. Like it just gave me something different to focus on and to be outside. It always changed my mental outlook. So I'm a huge advocate of getting outside and being in nature and doing it without headphones on. Like I don't bring any headphones or music or podcasts outside. When I'm in the garden, it's me and my garden. (laughs) And I think that that's really important. So I always encourage clients like go for a walk, but don't bring the headphones if you're just going for a walk. Like if you're doing it to relax and for meditative reasons and because you're really stressed all the time, go walk in a beautiful area. And when you do that, you notice a lot more things. You notice the smells in the air. You notice the birds, the butterfly flying by, all these things that are happening. And when you're on your phone and you're taking a walk, you're missing out. You're missing out on life, like everything that's going around outside of you know the phone. And it's amazing because nowadays you look around and everybody's looking down at their phone. So again, I encourage not just children to be out in nature. I encourage everyone 
to be out in nature. Now, a few of you have asked me recently, well, what, like, do you post pictures of your garden? Like all that. I have started a new Instagram account called Garden to Healthy. And the purpose of this garden account is that I want to sort of combine gardening with nutrition in terms of education. So I'm not selling anything there at all. But if you're interested in like, oh, well, why does she say that we should eat vegetables? Well, I kind of go into every vegetable that I'm growing in the garden. And then I will include like what the nutritional benefits are. So even if you're not a gardener, give me a follow at Garden Too Healthy because again, I'm trying to encourage people to understand how gardening can change your life, but also how nutrition and the nutrition of the vegetables we eat and the foods that we eat and the real food all can benefit your life. So that's just sort of a little side note because several people had asked. All right, let's talk about balance. Um, One of the sources today is Healthline where some of this information came from. What causes poor balance? Because some people always have poor balance. Like I talk to some people and they're like, I don't do yoga because my balance is so bad. And then I'm always like, that's why you should be doing yoga. (laughs) When people tell me they don't do yoga because their balance is bad or because they're totally inflexible, I really try to like make them hear what they're saying because that's exactly why they need to do yoga, right? They need to help their balance. Now, balance problems can come from dizziness and it can make you feel as though you're spinning sometimes or moving when you're actually standing or even sitting still. And as a result, some people don't feel well when their balance is really off. For some people, it's incredibly extreme. It can actually interfere with their daily life. And then as you age, if your balance is really poor, it can lead to falls and that can cause broken bones and other injuries, which again, as you age, those things become harder and harder to fix and treat and to uh, recover from, right? So what are the symptoms of balance problems? The primary symptoms of balance problems are being unsteady. I mean, I think that part's sort of obvious, right? So being unsteady while you're standing and while you're walking. And for some people, it can even become difficult to walk at all without falling. But what would cause that type of thing? Because, I mean, that's not normal, obviously. So what would cause that? Sort of interesting, but whenever I have a client who tells me that all of a sudden their balance is really off or they have a vertigo issue, I always ask them, do you potentially, maybe, possibly have an ear infection? Because infections in your ear or inner ear problems can actually cause balance issues. So if you were struck down by a cold and you were super congested and maybe you got an ear infection or just ear congestion alone, it is possible, doesn't mean everybody who gets a cold is gonna have balance problems, but it's possible that it could impact your balance. Another thing that could cause a balance problem would be a head injury. Sometimes someone hits their head and they think it was nothing. But then down, you know, a week later, they realize their balance is really off and they sort of forget that they hit their head. Well, a head injury can be a little more serious than you think. Another thing that can cause balance problems would be poor blood circulation. Also certain medications. If you go on a new medication or even if you change the dosage of a medication, potentially could cause a balance problem. There are chemical imbalances in the brain that can happen. You might have low blood pressure, which can cause balance problems. 
And at the same time, you might have high blood pressure, which could cause balance problems. Neurological conditions obviously could cause this. Even arthritis can cause balance problems. And then of course, it's very normal for our balance to change as we age. Now, some examples. Vertigo causes dizziness when you move your head and the symptoms usually occur when you look behind you or you look up to reach for an item positioned above your head. I will tell you, I experienced vertigo for the first time in my life and it was a small, small dose of vertigo. I will say that. I know it was super minor, but I could totally feel it. Like if I put my head down or I looked up, it kind of felt like I was spinning. And I was like, oh my gosh, do, like, am I sick? Do I have a cold? I knew what things to ask myself. Is it my ears? The only thing that I ever came to as maybe what caused it was actually stress. It actually happened the week my son left for college. And, you know, such a, a heart aching time for a mama. Um, and I did look up vertigo and stress and stress was a cause. So I'm just wondering if that was potentially a cause for mine. It went away within 48 hours um, and it was mild enough that I could still function, but I definitely felt it. And I felt it in a way that I thought to myself, oh my God, if I ever got bad vertigo, this would be horrible. And I know people who have had vertigo and they say it's, you know, it's, it's life-changing because it's, it's a horrible, horrible feeling. So anyway, vertigo for one can cause dizziness. An inner ear infection or inflammation can also, as we said, make you feel dizzy, make you feel unsteady. The flu or an upper respiratory infection can also cause this. So things to note, right? Meniere's disease changes the volume of fluid in your ear. It causes balancing problems, hearing loss, even ringing in your ears. And unfortunately, the cause is unknown. And then as I said, head injury is definitely something that can cause it. Um, strenuous physical activity, ear infections, atmospheric pressure changes can cause inner ear fluid to leak into the middle ear and that would cause a balance problem. Sea travel, <laughs> how many people have had that before? Sea travel can cause balance problems that can take hours or days or for some people months to clear up. So if you get seasick, you know that horrible feeling and it sort of makes you feel dizzy and unsteady um, with your balance. And then a scary thing would be a tumor. So an acoustic neuroma, as they call it, can cause balance problems. Um, obviously that would be a very extreme thing, but something if you were all of a sudden having issues with balance and they couldn't come up with anything else that they would definitely wanna check for. Now, who is at risk? of balance problems. You may be at risk of balance problems if you're on medication, if you have a viral infection, if you have the inner ear problems, as I said, or even if you're recovering from a head injury. If you're age 65 or older and have arthritis or high or low blood pressure, then your risk of balance problems is higher. So that's something else you wanna just sort of be mindful of. Traveling on a boat or a ship for some people can cause the temporary balance issues as well. Now you might be wondering, 
Well, how are balance problems diagnosed? Like, what, what are they gonna do to know if you have a true balance problem? They are difficult to address because they could be caused by so many different factors, as we just said. Your doctor might ask about your symptoms and review your medical history for any related conditions, for medications, because sometimes people change their medication they don't think about it. They don't even realize, like I've had clients who have issues with A, B, or C, and then I ask them, well, you know, this just started out of nowhere, and they think, oh yeah, just I nothing's changed. And then I say, have you any changes in medications? And they'll be like, oh yeah, I did switch to a new brand. Well, that in itself could cause something like this. So never underestimate changing a medication to a different brand, a different dose, or just adding a medication, taking away a medication, all of these things can definitely impact your health. In some cases, you may be referred to an ear, nose, and throat specialist, and they might wanna run some tests to pinpoint the cause and intensity of the problem. And it could be anything from a blood test to a hearing exam. It could be an eye movement test. There are imaging scans of your brain and head like an MRI or a CT scan if, if things were really progressing in a, in a way that they felt like they needed to get those images. They might do that. Um, something called posturography, which is a study of your posture. They can also do exams to, like that to see if they can identify any problems. Now then the question is really this. Okay, so you have a balance problem. How are balance problems treated? Well, balance problems are sometimes corrected by addressing the underlying health condition, right? Um, it might be treated with medication. Like say you do have the ear infection, you might simply need some kind of antibiotic to clear up the infection. So sometimes it's medications depending on what the underlying health condition is. A severe, um, way that they would treat it would be a surgery. There are some ear surgeries actually that get done. Um, dietary changes, depending on what it is. You know, some people who are very sensitive to dairy and get sort of very congested all the time, phlegm all the time, very mucousy in their body, they might have to make dietary changes to avoid some of that, which could be causing a lot of congestion in the ears. Physical therapy can certainly help with balance problems and exercises that you can do at home. Because for some people, they just have to start working on their balance again. Like some of us take balance for granted. It's not something that we have to work on. But if you're starting to have balance problems, the physical therapy and the exercises that you can do on home are gonna kind of like help strengthen you back up again so you can work on your balance. You don't want the problem to just keep going and never do anything about it. If there are exercises you can do or things you can practice, then very likely you can work your way back up to better balance. Now, in terms of medications, your doctor will review your medications, or at least they should, and they might replace them or adjust a dosage. And if your condition is caused by a bacterial ear infection, as I said, the antibiotics might be enough to cure it. If you have symptoms of nausea, they may prescribe an anti-nausea medication, and your doctor might also inject some small doses of corticosteroids behind the eardrum to decrease that dizziness. And again, these are sort of dependent on how bad the dizziness and the balance problem is. 
For surgery, if you have Meniere's disease, your doctor may recommend surgery on your vestibular system, and that makes up the inner ear and affects your balance. So that's usually where the surgery would take place. In terms of home care, to relieve vertigo, your doctor might prescribe activities that can be done at home or with the help of a rehab therapist. Um, a common technique that can be performed at home is something called the Epley Maneuver, and it, it involves sitting up and then quickly resting on your back and turning your head to one side. And then after a couple minutes, you sit back up and your doctor will probably show you this technique in their office and you repeat it at home to reduce or even eliminate dizziness. Now, if the cause of your balance problem is unknown or if it's incurable, your doctor might instruct you on various ways to reduce your risk of injury. You may require assistance when using the restroom or climbing stairs. You might need a cane or handrails. But it can be a very serious thing because as you get older, as I said, when you have a balance problem, if you fall, you're at real risk for hurting yourself or breaking a hip or a knee. And that is obviously even harder to recover from, right? Now, if your problem is really severe, they definitely ask you to avoid driving as well. Your doctor might also make recommendations to address your overall health. And that's usually when I get a little bit happy when a doctor does more than just look at your symptom, but then wants to look at your overall health because that's so important, right? Maybe you're not exercising. Well, guess what? It's time to start. They're gonna tell you to quit smoking if you smoke. You should limit your caffeine and your alcohol. You wanna reduce your salt intake and you really wanna eat well-balanced meals. Because all of a sudden, having a balance problem could just be an indication that like your health is on decline. And so one of the best things you can do in that situation is to go ahead and start working on all areas of your health. I am a huge believer that the body knows what to do if you take care of it. If you eat real food versus processed foods and tons of supplements and all the sodas and the artificial sweeteners and the dyes, if you eat real food over all of that, your body knows what to do. But when you are constantly eating unhealthy foods and artificial foods and chemicals, that's sort of when the body starts to decline and not know how to fix itself, right? So getting your nutrition on track, working out again. And when I say working out, I think sometimes people think, well, I could never do CrossFit or I could never run a marathon. I'm talking 20 to 30 minutes a day of walking. Just that alone is better than nothing. You don't have to do extreme exercise to be healthy, but you do have to move. And you do want to move five to six to seven, not seven. I, I like to take a day off. But if you were just a walker, potentially you could do it seven days a week. But you do need to move your body. It's so, so important for your health. All right. Now, balance problems, they can often be temporary. So that's a good thing, right? But they can be a long-term issue also. And that is just dependent on what causes them. If you have that inner ear infection or you just traveled on a boat, the condition is generally going to clear up very quickly with treatment, right? However, if the cause is unknown 
or if the issues are a result of a chronic condition like aging, I don't consider aging a chronic condition, just so you know, but part of aging, it, it could be a symptom of. Um, that would be something that you would want to know. Like, I'm getting older. I don't have any of these other issues, but I'm noticing my balance is off. And I would speak to the doctor about it. Like, always make sure you disclose to your doctor these little things so that they can just make sure that everything else is on track. And then it might just be some physical therapy that might be able to help you, right? Most balance problems are difficult to prevent. However, you can address those that are associated with like blood pressure issues, right? That would be something that you could definitely prevent by making sure that you're drinking the right amounts of water and you're not having too much alcohol that, you know, prevents the low blood pressure. You want to avoid high blood pressure by exercising regularly, limiting salt intake, maintaining a healthy weight. All of those things can be a way to preventatively make sure that you don't have any uh, balance issues later in life. So kind of interesting to think about. I When I was doing the research, I was really sort of like trying to think of how people take for granted balance. And yet also like even when I do yoga sometimes, because I don't do yoga as often as I used to. And so there are some postures now that I'll go into and then I like fall right out and I'm like, wow. I never used to fall out of a posture, you know? And so I think that's a little bit of a combination of getting older, but also not doing it as much. And so then I think about all the people out there who don't ever do yoga or who don't ever work on their balance. I mean, there aren't a lot of workouts other than yoga that really make you focus and work on your balance. That's why I always, you know, push people to to do some kind of yoga. And again, I just want to be clear, I'm not telling you to go do like hot, crazy yoga or power yoga, which is super intense. Like as I'm getting older, I'm doing a lot less vigorous yoga because I just find that that was too much for my body. More than not, I would walk out of yoga, sort of my back sort of hurting or my knee hurting a little bit. And it was just, it was too extreme. And yet there's so many wonderful forms of yoga that I can do where I'm still getting the stretching needed. I'm still moving my body in so many different ways that you just don't move it on a normal basis. Like laying on your stomach and putting one ear to the side, you know, one cheek on the floor. You might notice that one side it's really easy to do and one side kind of hurts when you do it. But if you never do that, right, for the next 30 years of your life, soon you won't be able to turn your head all the way. You won't have all of that range of motion. And so that's one of the things that yoga can do. It helps you continue to work on that range of motion and also work on that balance. So if you're someone who never had good balance, I would say now is the time to realize that you can, in fact, work on it, right? Whether it's looking online for balance exercises or doing some yoga where it's naturally integrated into it, it's a great opportunity for you to work on your balance because as I've said, and unfortunately, as we age, your balance tends to get worse. It's just sort of part of aging. It's the joy of aging, right? (laughs) I think there's a lot of wonderful things about aging, but there's definitely some things that just kind of (laughs) suck. I don't think I could say it any other way. But it doesn't mean that you can't work on it. So I would be proactive if you notice that your balance is sort of diminishing. 
Be proactive. Go online, like I said. Look for balance exercises that you can do. Practice them a few days a week. That's always going to help you more than ignoring the fact that your balance is diminishing for whatever reason. And then always, 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 like if you really notice that you have a balance problem and that it's sort of like happening pretty quickly, go see your doctor. And when I say go see your doctor, I mean a medical doctor. I don't mean a chiropractor. I don't mean an acupuncturist. I don't mean um, anybody that's not an MD. And no discredit to the acupuncturist and the chiropractors. I have my my master's degree is in Eastern medicine. I was an acupuncturist at one time. No discredit at all. I just always tell everybody, first you go to your MD and you get a proper diagnosis. And from there, I always recommend see the chiropractor or the acupuncturist if you don't agree with the medical doctor's um, protocol of what they want to do to treat that problem. But at least then you have a proper diagnosis. So this is just kind of a side note, but I have seen this happen too many times where someone went to their chiropractor and or their acupuncturist or their God knows what, even their physical therapist for their diagnosis. And then they treated something for X amount of months and never got well. And it was because they had the wrong diagnosis. And so Again, I'm not saying it's all chiropractors. I'm not saying it's all acupuncture. I'm not saying it's all physical therapists. I'm just saying, personally, I always recommend you see a medical doctor who specializes in whatever area you're having trouble with. Get a proper diagnosis with a proper MRI or a proper CT scan or whatever it is they need to do. And then from there, you can always seek alternative cares to fix it. And I have no problem with alternative care because there are a lot of things that a doctor will tell me to do that I will never do, you know, in regard to taking certain medications or potential surgeries, or I will go every alternative route possible before I will do that. But I will always get a proper diagnosis first. All right. So that's sort of a little side note, but I do think it's important that if you notice your balance is sort of deteriorating, that you make sure you get into your doctor's office, make sure you get a full physical every single year, especially after the age of 40. I think a full physical every single year with a full blood panel is really important because then you have some baseline numbers in case anything does go wrong over the years after that that they can always compare to. So again, all of these things are going to help you as you age. I hope that you don't have any balance issues, but like I said, they can happen over time or they can happen for a temporary reason. And now hopefully you'll be like, oh, I remember that podcast. I'm kind of feeling something, but I have an ear infection. So I'm just gonna you know, go to the doctor and deal with it. Don't be afraid ever to go to the doctor. Just always go and get that information because information is power. And that is how we heal ourselves. All right, everybody, make sure you get into the holiday challenge. Make sure you are ready for an amazing month. It's a holiday season. Embrace your holidays. I hope they are super joyful. The Earn That Body podcast is always here to bring you fitness, nutrition, and health information you can put into play right away. For more information about Kim Eagle's online programs, go to earnthatbody.com or check out Earn That Body on all forms of social media, including Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, and YouTube.